Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about taming meetings. Sirhan led a global management team that was relatively new. Since forming just over a year ago, they had come together three times. I'd facilitated each of the events. Sirhan and I agreed the team was made up of whip-smart individuals who weren't yet working together as a leadership team. Recently, I had gathered feedback from the team about itself. A major issue came up repeatedly, the inefficiencies of the weekly meetings. Now in our coaching session, Sirhan said, I'm willing to do things differently if you've got any ideas, Tom. I answered, when it comes to improving meetings, I use ideas from Patrick Lencioni. I knew Sirhan would recognize the name. During the team events we had done together, I'd used a few tools from Lencioni's enormously popular book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Sirhan had liked them. Now I told him, Lencioni wrote a book about meetings, too. Makes sense, he said. Meetings are a big part of what teams do, right? So what's the book called? Death by Meeting. <laughs> I like that. Me too. Sirhan said, He has a model, I bet. Well, of course he has a model. Can you teach it to me? Sirhan loved this stuff. I said, Sure, it's a pretty simple model. He talks about four different meetings. Each has a different frequency and a different function. On my pad, I quickly sketched a pyramid, then drew lines across it, dividing the pyramid into four sections. The bottom, widest section I labeled Daily Check-In. The section above that, Weekly Tactical. Next, Monthly Strategic. The top and final section I labeled Quarterly Off-Site Review. Looking at my sketch, he pointed at the bottom section and said, There is no way we can do a daily check-in, not spread all across the globe. Showing my palms in surrender, I said, I'm just explaining, not advocating. He flopped back to listen and said, sorry. I said, Lencioni says people do better when they know why the meeting is happening. <laughs> That's not rocket science. I agree, it's common sense. The problem is, a lot of the time, people really don't know why the meeting is happening or what they're supposed to do once the meeting starts. You mean like, are we making decisions or are we brainstorming? Well, it could be that, yes. He gave a little shrug. I could probably do better about that. How so, I asked. Well, I start our meetings with status updates, but I'm always rushing through them because there are serious decisions we need to make. I get impatient because the updates feel like they take forever, and I want to get to the decision-making. I've often wondered if I could dump one or the other. I nodded my head. Oh, it's interesting. Lencioni's idea is to separate those two things, split them up, and they both get faster. The updates become the daily check-in meeting. It's only meant to be five, maybe ten minutes long. He broke into a big smile. Oh, a huddle. I've done those. I like them. You've done huddles, I asked, surprised. I had never actually met anyone who had participated in huddles. He explained, 
They were great. No one sat, a quick sentence or two all around the room. It made you think ahead. It made you listen up. You had to be pretty sharp to do it, and we were a sharp group. There was joy in his memory. Pointing at the next level up in my sketch, he said, The weekly tactical meeting. This is a staff meeting, yes? Short-term work, this launch date, that project. Am I right? You're absolutely right, I said. So those first two meetings both focus on the short term. Right, but for the weekly meetings, Lencioni takes your typical staff meeting and drops a bomb in it. And before I make my case to the jury, Your Honor, I have to admit my bias. If people can handle it, I think this next idea is great. Understood. Make your case. The idea is that weekly tactical meetings operate without agendas. He gave a grunt as if I had socked him. Oh, that sounds like a version of hell. Why? Most teams I know would spend the whole meeting arguing about what to talk about. What would the arguments be? Whose project should get talked about? Who gets the time and the attention? I don't think my team knows yet where their own work stops and where the larger work of the team begins. Well, that's an interesting way to put it, I said. He narrowed his eyes at me. This really sits with me, doesn't it? I cocked my head questioningly. He went on. If they don't know why one issue is more important than another, that's on me for not giving them the scorecard. He gave another grunt. <laughs> Maybe they really don't know why they are meeting. I suppose that's possible, I said. Tapping my sketch, he said, This would really stretch them. They would have to decide the agenda and then get the agenda done, right? All in the same meeting? Yep, I said. He nodded, seeing the model's value. If I knew for certain we were really going to address long-term issues once a month, I might be willing to keep the weekly meetings focused on the short term. I stayed silent as he thought. He continued, How many topics get covered in the monthly meetings? Not many, right? Right. Maybe one, maybe two. That actually sounds good to me. I like working at that level. I said, Lencioni predicts that senior leaders will be attracted to this level of work. Well, I think of it like crow's nests stacked one on top of another. Every time you go up to the next one, the horizon gets farther away, so you have to get as high as you can and be really thoughtful to be sure you pick the right point on the compass. And that's what I'm good at. He doodled a second on his own pad, and then he asked me, How long are those monthly meetings? A couple hours, I answered. Well, then you might need multiple monthly meetings, he said. Why is that? My team certainly has more than one or two issues to decide each month. But no, it'd be okay. The meetings wouldn't have to become standing meetings. They'd get scheduled as needed. I said, I hadn't thought of that, but I think you're right. Eyeing me suspiciously, he said, You know, if we did some version of this model, it would result in more meetings. I resisted my impulse to defend the model. Warming to his own idea, he continued, But the meetings themselves would be so much better. In what way? I asked. Well, I just think they'd be more interesting. Certainly it'd be clear why we are coming together. That's a problem I didn't even know I had. 
I nodded in agreement. Lencioni says meetings aren't interesting because they have no drama. Well, drama I can do without, thank you very much. He doesn't mean personal drama. He's talking about the kind of drama that holds people's attention, like in the theater or the movies. I smiled conspiratorially. And you know what all drama is based on, don't you? What? Conflict. That is definitely not what I want in my meetings. Are you sure, Sirhan? Conflict doesn't mean bad behavior. It means people are willing to wrestle with important issues that have high stakes. High-performing team members learn it's okay to fight for what you want, and when your issue loses, you let it go. Smiling, he said, This makes me think of when I was still pretty young back in Michigan. I was on a team of great debaters. They would throw out all kinds of ideas. No one seemed to take any of it too personally, but at one point, I did. I offered to resign from the team because I felt I had let everyone down. And they were like, are you crazy? It's just work. Roll up your sleeves. Get back in there. I had to learn to let things go. It was a hard lesson, but a good one. I nodded. He asked, you know what we haven't talked about yet? The quarterly off-site review. That's where real high-level thinking happens, right? Right, I said. Big, long-range topics. And team development, like you've done with us. Yes, I said. And then I laughed, saying, if you adopt this model, the team is going to do a lot of development on their own in every meeting. He laughed, too. Just learning to do a huddle is hard, I know. And then, more heartily, he laughed again. Watching them try to decide an agenda, that will be drama. And fighting for what they want. And letting things go. Yes, yes, this should add a lot of interest to our meetings. The geography of Sirhan's global team didn't allow him to do the daily check-in the way Lencioni envisioned it. And he found flexibility in the way he used the monthly strategic meetings. I heartily supported Sirhan adapting the model to match his team's needs. At first, the team members were cautious about this new method. Some were openly resistant. But he involved them in reshaping the model. As they engaged in making their meetings productive, they began to coalesce as a team. Over many months, they found they gained skills that allowed their meetings to display the look and sound of leadership. The purpose of this episode was threefold. First, I want you to know about Patrick Lencioni's book, Death by Meeting, and the model of the four meetings. Second, I want to encourage you to take the model and mold it to fit your team's needs. But to do that, you have to really think about the model. And you need to think about your team's needs. And you don't have to do that alone. Invite your team to participate in the thinking. They'll have ideas. The challenge, of course, is finding the time to explore how to improve the work. We're all so busy these days, it's hard to stop the car so you can change the tire. I work with leaders all the time who are barely keeping up with the demands of their organization. The idea of talking about the work instead of just doing the work is incomprehensible to them, even when the work is being done inefficiently. They feel they don't have the time to slow down and make improvements. I hope hearing that makes you shake your head and say, that's ridiculous. I'll take the time. 
The third and final purpose behind this episode was to get you thinking about the behaviors involved in truly effective meetings. Lencioni is hardly alone in encouraging teams to bring healthy conflict into their meetings. Every good book on teamwork talks about how important it is for team members to be able to wrestle with really important ideas. To be honest, many people don't have any idea what healthy conflict would look and sound like, which is why I'll be talking about that in next month's episode. Meanwhile, if you'd like to begin exploring some ideas about how you can make your meetings more effective, six past episodes you can listen to are Facilitating Open Dialogue, Dealing with Emotional Responses, Disagree Agreeably, Leadership Behavior in Meetings, Owning Miscommunications, and Questions as Leadership. Those episodes and the entire archive of Executive Coaching Tips are always available to you for free on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. It's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. Just click the navigation button called Coaching Tips. Once you're in the archive, there are lots of ways to search for past episodes, including sorting by categories. And one of the categories is communication skills. There are more than 60 episodes in that category to help you develop your communication skills. When you're on the site, you can view the online version of any of the tips, or you can download them as PDFs. A lot of people tell me they download a PDF and forward it to their entire team or to their boss. Go for it. Help yourself. Podcast listeners also tell me that in addition to listening to the podcast, they like receiving the HTML email version too. One benefit of this month's HTML email is that you can see an illustration of the four-part model instead of having to try to visualize it in your head. If you'd like to get the email version, when you're on the website, just hit the subscribe button. It's on every page. I love being in touch with the podcast community, and I'd love to have you on the email list. If, on the other hand, you're a diehard podcast person, every episode is available to you on the Essential Communications website or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs>